Yeah, you're looking real good. Real Sweet. good. Real hot. I'm, I'm closer than kissing distance at this point. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Is that French kissing distance? <laughs> you're just kissing, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 16, technically, of Front Seat Gamer. Uh, I'm your host, Nick. I'm here with Severn. Yo. I'm Blake. What's up? And still here with Rory. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Woo, I mean, Rory. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's good. Uh, good. What's good. What's new? What's happened in the last five minutes? Uh, last week. There was in, in the last week that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, a lot. A lot has happened, but not in this room so e3 just happened about that yeah yep oh yeah what was your favorite thing of e3 um the halls i guess Mm. and like journalism okay as as sort of the the atmosphere and like the essence of journalism you you didn't like that uh half-life 3 demo that they showed I preferred the Half-Life 4 teaser. Ah, like, yeah, that's yeah. got me really excited. Actually, I, I, yeah, that's quite funny that they kind of just skipped right over Half-Life 3 and went to 4. I mean, they've, they've been, what, building up Half-Life 3 for the past 40, 100 years? They're doing a Windows 10. Because Windows 9 doesn't exist. Yes, right. yes. Because like Windows 8, 9. 7, 8, 9, dummy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited about a joke. <laughs> Welcome like, to the new oh, podcast without there. Blake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a joke there. I'm going to take it. <laughs> Windows 8, 9. Huh? I know the title of this episode. <laughs> um, so, uh, we normally, because we talk about... <laughs> Like still lost it. <laughs> too much coffee. <laughs> too much coffee. Um, normally we talk about what games we played, but because mm. nothing's happened in the last five, five minutes, minutes, yeah, we're gonna talk about Hearthstone. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, Rory plays Hearthstone, so I do. Uh, getting into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you? Are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. I'm. I'm the opposite of Nick in that I kind of enjoy constructed. Boo. Um, and I kind of enjoy it because I'm the kind of people that he hates because he thinks they ruin constructed. Yeah. yeah. Where I l- just well, I was. I looked up a deck and, that I really liked, and it wasn't like common in the meta, but it still existed, which was like a Paladin Secrets one, which sure. is what I've been working on this week. And I spent more money than I should have on booster packs and got zero legendaries and got sad how much did you spend uh how many booster packs did you buy i got uh 30 booster packs total and i got like one legendary from them what'd you get uh scenarius druid guy oh right yeah, yeah, yeah. i already knew this this was previously okay. yes yeah. um so but i'm still enjoying it nevertheless um and yeah it's good i started off uh brian one of the uh Brian Weisman. Brian Weisman mm-hmm. um, gave me ad- Hearthstone advice early on and gave me a cheap Warlock deck um, to play, which I really enjoyed. But now I want something that's kind of sort of my own, but still yeah. has is kind of tried and tested. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. So are you changing it. things about the deck to make it your own? Currently, I'm changing bits that I don't have the better cards yeah, you for. Yeah, don't, you don't have the two legendaries that deck recommends. Yes, yes. So but you- it's still super effective so I'm uh, having fun are you ranking it. up 
not really at the moment. I'm just just training. Um, okay. Just getting the hang of the deck. Sure. Still. What's the highest rank you've gotten to? Uh, not not far at all. I haven't really pushed it. I think something like 15 or 14 or something like that. But um, yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Haven't been focusing on it. Got to wait until I've got the OP cards. OP cards. What's your card back? Uh, I was using the Cupcake one for a while. Um, but I switched to the Rogue one to open booster packs because it looks cooler when opening booster packs. Oh, really? Yeah. The Rogue one. Elite strats. Oh, the Ninja. Ninja okay, one, the recent one. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Yes, very important. I'm trying for the next heroic, but mm. it's taking time because I'm not actually trying that hard. Right. It's high roll. Next heroic one is um, just real green, right? Yes, real yep. green. I'm probably not going to use it, but yeah, knowing want it. that I earned it. It's like when I got the, the 100 mounts in... World of Warcraft, right? And then it's like oh, this mounts this this hundred and one mount is kind of dumb. I'm just gonna switch back to my my war bear. You had a hundred mounts in World of Warcraft. <laughs> yes, this was way back. This was back when that was like these days. It's like two hundred mounts probably. I haven't, oh, I haven't tried. Probably closer to five hundred or something. Did yeah. You, did you buy the Sparkle Pony? Someone gave it to me as oh, a gift. Okay. Um, cause, well, yeah, she. For some reason, guys kept giving her sparkle ponies, oh, and yeah. so she had all these spare sparkle ponies. <laughs> so I got, she gave me a wow. sparkle pony. <laughs> yeah. huh. mm-hmm. I remember when that came out, and I was working on a website, or at a website, and it was a big news story because we worked out they're making like something like one and a half million dollars an hour mm. <laughs> <laughs> just from because it was 20, just from the mount. It was twenty five bucks from mount. It was twenty five dollars, right? yeah. and there were so many. There was a queue to buy the wow. mount. You That's could crazy. not buy the mount fast That's enough. Crazy. And we could see that at the rate the queue was declining because people were getting their purchases through. And so we could math out how many mounts were getting bought. Mental. And it was a lot. And it's, they, they made more from that, I'd say, probably than we've ever made from Path of Exile <laughs> over the years of I think that was also one of their first microtransactions. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think it was one their first like big one mm. for sure. I think, I think they had paid server transfers. Oh yeah, they always had those. Um, yeah. And they might have had pets. Was it before or after the card game? Because the card game had a bunch of the card stuff no, you get in game. That was way before. Card right, right. Oh, oh right, yeah, right, right. yeah. I know, I know what we're talking about now. Oh wait, not Hearthstone. No, no Hearthstone, the, but the, the, the World Wow World trading card game, oh, which right, had a bunch yeah. of like some cards let you redeem them for sweet. This sweet. was a- this right, was after yeah. the after the card because because the card game came out like a year or so after the game itself, and then the a Sparkle Pony was about three or four years after that. Mm. Right, right. Um, the card game I, I have one of the the Tabards of Flame, which is like one of the first ever yeah, yeah. scratchable things i just i didn't realize it was like a rare thing and then i could have sold it for like hundreds of dollars i was like <laughs> oh cool i'll put this on my character <laughs> found out later i just basically equipped 150 dollars worth how of tabard was that um trading card game uh, i'm not uh, sure not one that many the, people played it one it of was... the web developers from that were one of the people that has worked on the grinding gears website or the path of exile website he was like a new zealand champion for it yeah wow. okay. and i think he and his friends had all the cards together and they took turns at competing in the championship <laughs> wow. and and i think at least they collectively won at least twice maybe more that's so, crazy yeah but so i don't think there was that big a scene in new zealand yeah. that's for sure yeah. <laughs> but it's not like because really um, well. i've i've been to armageddon a couple of times and there's like this giant hall that is just like the magic hall 
And yeah, it's just I, I playing think, magic. I think it was definitely dwarfed by, by magic. <laughs> I never actually played the game, so I don't actually know how yeah. good it was by itself. I tried yeah. playing it once, but it's hard to find someone else who plays. Right, That's how right. small it is, basically. Oh. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to play one of the raids, though. I had the Anixia raid. Mm. Just sat in a box forever. It was one of my Christmas presents that I never got to use. <laughs> it was, um, was it a World of Warcraft board game as well? Probably. There's a Warcraft it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. There's probably World of Warcraft Monopoly. Yeah. Probably. Right. Must be. Must be. Severin's nodding his head like, knowingly. Mm. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> in the future, I'm a Monopoly it's, game. What would be the most expensive property in World of Warcraft? Oh, it's got to be Iron Forge or, or Orgrimmar, right? Unless the raids are up for sale. Or Ooh, uh, yeah. like Blackwing Lair or something. Yeah, if I could oh, buy yeah. Black Temple, then Blackrock Mountain. Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Wait, did, did Nick just say Blackhawk Down? Is that a thing? <laughs> I said Blackrock Mountain. Oh, okay. But <laughs> do you reckon there's Blackhawk Down Monopoly? That would be very limited, and none of the properties would be worth much. <laughs> because that took place in a poor neighborhood. Anyway, um, so we got questions from last week. Severin's shaking his head in disappointment at me, and fair enough. Um, this one's from. Reddit user Nero Noah. Man, I'm sorry, guys. I'm so terrible at pronouncing your names. Nero Noah. Um, I always sound like I've just learned English when I start pronouncing a username. <laughs> um, how do people at GGG manage player reactions? You've seen a lot of people really upset with changes lately. I hope it doesn't bother you a lot. Rory, how do you manage player reactions? It's a lot of crying, a lot of tears. Um, I do witness you with like tissues up to your face. Yes. Like 90% of the day. Yes. Just sniffling, weeping. Um, but it's, I mean, for every negative response, you just have a casual interaction with the player and they have a really positive response. Mm. You've got to understand that people are reacting to something because they care about it so much. And it's too, very easy to dismiss them entirely, like just say they're wrong, but obviously they have a reason for having the opinion. You just got to figure out what that reason is. Yeah. And, Often doing so will let you improve the game in some regard. A lot of like the Arctic Armor for change, for example, was pretty pretty contentious, I might say. Uh-huh. Um, and the the things that people really were really attracted to with Arctic Armor was the interesting mechanics. It turns out that was the thing that people really cared about. And yep. so now my goal is to make more buff-like mechanics that use similar interesting things like the mana drain. We'll probably bring the mana drain back on something that has an equitable cost. Um, right. You know, ex- equitable reward, anyway. Right. Um, so player reaction is something... like I like reading the bad comments to a degree if there is some logic and some reasoning in them um, because you learn stuff from it, but you do have to shut off the part of the brain your part of your brain that takes it personally. Yeah. Because I think even when you get really negative feedback that you feel is wrong, you have to look for the kernel of truth mm, that, mm. that the negative feedback comes from. Um, and sometimes, honestly, sometimes it is wrong because honestly, people will have just immediate reactions and post without trying something or right, right. without like they will read a post and then they'll read a comment about a post that maybe even gave misinformation and they'll react to that and mm. they'll quote that mm. and they'll be like, how could they do this? Yeah. I mean, the problem might just be you described the skill badly. 
right. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that has been the case before. People have just misunderstood on on a grand scale, but just because we didn't explain it clearly. Mm. And when people actually got to play with it or got to understand how it fits in with other game mechanics, then it was all good. Yeah, I think like some of the Counter Strike gems that we put in were kind of included in that, and that we kind of explained them badly. And then people tried them, and then they realized that they can be supported in interesting ways, and then they liked them. Right, right. Like before that, they were just like, ugh, just a dumb attack. Yeah, and I don't get attacked anyway, so why would I want to? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good answer. Do you guys ever see feedback about your art? Um, not not really. Do you look for feedback? Well, there's a thread on the forums, some like art effects, something or other. Yeah, there's a. I mean, there's that, but like like the art effects feedback. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but um, it's, it's not very active. No, it's not very active, and it's mostly like about effects on skills and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There is yeah. one somewhere that's like. Um, like ray class screenshots or something like that um that is really really cool because the, the person that does it puts like awesome filters over things so it makes like stuff look <laughs> even better I'm like, wow, that's cool. but it, it's good because they they actually like have have posted stuff that i've done and i'm like yeah that's that's cool awesome M- mostly players don't even care about the environment they just so you know looking for loot drops and and skill stats and stuff like that, and they just breeze through the environment and don't even really care. So it's yeah. good to see that kind of thing on the forums. Mm-hmm. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. The Act 4 environments are crazy good. So well done. Thanks, Nick. No worries. One um one really interesting thing I heard um, at that game dev meetup that happened at the start of the month was that apparently like when Path of Exile came out, um, you know, with all three acts, we mm-hmm. put like something like a hundred man man years into it or something. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I, I, something like that. Wow. Um, in in terms of like employee hours. Mm. Wow. And Chris was saying like after Act Four, it it was like a hundred and eighty man years. So it was like this. Okay. Yeah, it was something wow. like this. This, you know, Act Four is almost as big as like. Jeez. It's everything know, that preceded it. Yeah. yeah. Um, preceded interesting, it. Interesting. Nuts, man. Rather. Um. Here's a comment, or here's a question, rather, from Reddit user Skador, S-K-A-D-O-R-E, Skador. We've heard Nick drawing inspiration for game design from a TV show, Survivor. And I was wondering, what uh, what was the most surprising source of inspiration for you, Rory? <sighs> hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, Nick, maybe? No. Uh, I am very inspiring. <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's that surprising, but a lot of board games mm-hmm. uh, have some pretty interesting mechanics that, at face value, don't fit into an ARPG at all. But the sort of the the way that they function and as part of a larger whole is sort of something that you can fit into, like passive tree mechanics and things like that. Um, I mean, magic and so on is a big inspiration, but again, it's it's not that right. surprising. I I can't think of anything super exciting off the top of my head. Uh, no, no surviving on an island type things. Fair enough. In a related question, what would Rory do in an episode of Survivor where he is exiled to Ray Class? This is from Insectic. No, Insecticide. Insecticide. Right. So I thought about this one. I prepared for this one. I wash up on the beach uh-huh. and my 
legs would be gnawed off by crabs. Yeah. Not like sand spitters or large crabs, just regular sized crabs. Just regular crabs, probably. just the, probably the critters. Um, yes, my attempt to reach the town would probably be hindered by mollusks, like attaching to my upper body. Right, or even just walking across moss-covered rocks is painful. Yeah, yeah, it is very painful. It hurts painful. my feet sometimes. And who knows if one could just, like, latch onto your leg or something I mean, like that. They've got these little pinchy things. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a look at a mollusk, but they've got these little pinchy things. Where the, the, A mollusk is basically like a big round shell with a hollow bit at the top. And the hollow bit is where the creature sits. And they've got these little pinchy things that they stick out. And if you touch them, they'll close over and pinch you. Hmm. That's amazing. So that would be that would be how I die yeah, from pinched. that little pinchy thing. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> like bleeding sure. and death. Yeah. And what um, happens when you're faced with hillock? Then, I, I, if I got that far, <laughs> the likely event I got that far, then I would probably just throw myself on his sword while it was still in his chest, just you, by you accident, trip, trip over, and fall, and, yeah. and headbutt him and knock yourself out. Could yeah. you could you do what they do on Shaun of the Dead and just pretend to be a zombie? And just walk past him? Ooh. I don't know if I'd be a very good actor. I think that would <laughs> so, be poor form. Poor form. Let's, let's, Not even limping. <laughs> let's just theorycraft this a little bit. Let's pretend you were a great actor. Oscar winning as a zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, Timecast. Yeah. <laughs> you, you regularly nominated for best zombie. Yep. Um, which was the new award given all the zombie movies. Mm-hmm. Um would you even get into Lion Eyes Watch? Because they only let you in after oh, you kill yeah. Hillock. And they think you're a zombie. That's a problem. I think, I assume, uh, it depends. If you're really, if you're really method really about convincing. it, then you don't even need to go to Lion Eyes Watch. Like, there's you plenty of people who wash up on the beach. <laughs> yeah. You just start you just, eating corpses. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's just really getting into the role. They're high in nutrients, <laughs> as long as they're not too old. Um <laughs> Good answer. Thank you, Rory. Uh, and thank welcome. you, Insecticide, uh, for... <laughs> Are we sponsored by, like, a... <laughs> thank you, Insecticide, for keeping our farms free of insects and my room free of mosquitoes. Um, ooh, got some, we got a lot of, like, really specific Path of Exile questions. Um, I don't know anything about that game, so here's, here's you might want to skip those. Kind of, well... <laughs> Uh, uh, here's one that's a little more broad, but still Path of Exile specific. Okay, this is from David NN Five. Okay, uh, what things would you like to have included in 2.0 but couldn't? More skills. There's a lot more skills that we want to want to, and hopefully some of them still will be getting in. I mean, we're definitely getting a few more in, which we'll be announcing soon. Uh huh. Um, or have already announced, I guess. Seeing as this is a week from now, but mm. um, and but there is more that we had planned. We really wanted. There is, I can't tell you about them because they're going to be coming at some point. They're going to get in rain or shine, just not in, not in the awakening. But mm. there's a lot of that stuff, and I really want to do way more interesting map boss encounters, which is again something that's very time consuming. It, it takes as much time yeah. as a player skill usually. So, um, if not longer, because it's like basically a player skill for each skill that the boss is using yeah yeah and the whole needs to fit with all the possible builds that could be fighting it that right. kind of jazz so yeah yeah it can be tricky but that's something that i'm always wanting more of that stuff in the end game cool Just more more crazy fights that you're a little bit scared of or a little bit 
uh, you know, you, you work for your reward for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, here's a question from Deckard didn't die mm-hmm. on Reddit. Um, what is the largest hurdle you have overcome in game design? Uh, I'd probably have to go back to the ego thing. Like when I first started, and as I think this probably happens to a lot of game designers, they think they're God's gift to game design. <laughs> yeah. And you have In to... my case, it was true though, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And also dealing with other people thinking that they're gods. <laughs> no, but actually it is because a lot of people yeah, yeah. get very attached to an idea they have. It's true. Even if they feel, even if it's not necessarily their idea, but they feel that this it resonates with them. If it turns out it doesn't work for some mechanical right. reason, they will fight tooth and nail to find some other way to make it work, even if there is a much more efficient path. You often I think talk everyone about does that. murdering babies. Killing babies, killing. to, be, to okay. be precise. Sorry. Yes. Um, Kill. Killing, killing it- your darlings, as my more PC lecturer used to say, but mm. killing your babies, yes. Oh. Any, I, the idea that's closest to you must be most prepared to kill. This does not apply to actual babies. Let me clarify. Do not kill your infants. Rory was winking at me <laughs> throughout the entire thing. <laughs> he wants me to murder a baby. Um, the Deckard and I has two other questions. Mm-hmm. Um what is the largest hurdle GGG has overcome? Now, I, as the youngest employee here, both in age and in employment length, mm-hmm. um, I'm probably least equipped to handle this question. Uh, Severn's the oldest employee Whoa. in terms of <laughs> employment length. Yeah. Uh, in terms of age, you're a mystery to me. I don't know. You um, could be 12, you could be 42. Yep, between you get those ID checked constantly. Yeah, so. it's rough. It's a hard life. <laughs> Um, so what do you think is the largest hurdle GGG has overcome? I, I couldn't speak for the company, but for me, um, no, that's, that's pretty easy, especially when you've got a guy telling you what to make. Yeah. <laughs> I.e. Eric. Yeah. Yeah. So there there haven't been major hurdles come, come my way. Yeah, I don't know. Like art, art-wise, I can't really think of anything, but I guess the easy answer, um, because there's something coming up, is just desync. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's that's so. been a pretty good, good one. I, here's one: funding. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, uh, my understanding is before, uh, you guys did your big like pre, like maybe you did it for the open beta. You had like a a big like you can buy access to the beta thing. Mm. Before that existed, um, I'm pretty sure he, Chris said he was like a couple weeks from running out of money completely. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I think related to that uh, popularity, like getting the word out there was we, we were incredibly lucky that we had a bunch of fans that really cared about it and that yeah. shared it and spread because we, I mean, as I understand it, there was almost no marketing budget mm. early on. Um, and it, so the only way that we had people even donating when it, the opportunity became available was because everyone had told their friends about it and shared it about. Uh, it was helpful that the game was actually really good when uh, I, I saw the game very early on when I was working at a website and uh, was blown away that it was so impressive because I had never heard of grinding your games. You right, guys were right. from New Zealand and <laughs> as far as I knew, New Zealand didn't really have much of a game development scene. And at that t- stage, it really didn't because I don't, I don't think Gameloft was even doing much. I don't think Gameloft was, was probably even... Set I up. think they were hiring at the time um, that I was 
looking for a job. So yeah, it was still I years before that. I wouldn't be able to name a single game developer from New Zealand back when I saw the game, which I think was like mid 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was really impressive and, uh, and easy to write about. Like it was just because it was impressive. It was like, well, I, there's tons I can talk about. Right. Um, right. So I remember when I joined, I was shocked kind of that there was such an active forum and like an actual like large community yeah, because yeah. I, I'd been working at a, a company that was making iPhone games where we had like no one really right, right. playing our games. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, there's one more question from Deckard Didn't Die. What is the biggest challenge you foresee Grinding Gear having to deal with? Robot overlords, probably. Yeah. I think they're probably going to crack sure. down pretty hard on entertainment just to suppress us. Yeah. Um, I mean, as Chris is uploading his consciousness into his eternal <laughs> robot body, <laughs> yes. um, his inhuman strength is just going to be a problematic. <laughs> yes. Like having to replace doors and going through 40 mice it's a week. getting a bigger office to make room for his <laughs> yes. mechanical body. Yeah, there's double height doors. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say probably momentum. We've we've built up the steam. We're, we're um, getting a lot of people into the company to work on Act 4, and we're going to have to keep doing bigger and better, more, yeah. more impressive expansions and so on as time goes on. So keep it up, continuing to do better than and, and last growing Path of the Exile's popularity as well mm. like the typical like a uh, user growth pattern for a game like ours is huge spike for the first year and then slow downward trickle that mm. sort of tapers off a little bit but otherwise you you have your biggest year first and then never again the only game I can think of that really bucks that tr- well there's a couple games that buck that trend specifically like League of Legends yeah. And EVE Online both have, like, growing user bases. Maybe even League of Legends now is starting to decline. World of Warcraft is another one that bucked the trend, but that's now yeah. very they, clearly yeah. in decline. They, I mean, they have spikes every time they release an expansion, and then there's a decline, and then there's another spike when there's an expansion. Yeah, but even, like, they used to be, every time they release an expansion, they would have the highest subscriber numbers mm-hmm. yet. And now it's like, they release an expansion, and they lost, four, like, one and a half million subscribers the next to over the next two months mm. you know mm. um which was not the case for years yeah, yeah um we i think have had fairly good sustained player base um i don't know the exact numbers i wouldn't be able to hopefully yeah, yeah. act four is like more hopefully by the way guys tell your friends to play path of exile <laughs> <laughs> you can email them at fun seek <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um Genuinely, though, you can email us at frenziequestions at gmail.com. <laughs> um, another question. Um, I just typed a W onto this pad thing by accident. Uh-oh. Oh, here's one from uh, John Chromaticus. This is a forum user. Mm-hmm. Um, how many hours per week do you guys work, and do you crunch before big releases? Let's start with Blake. How many hours per week do you work? Hours per week. I will be checking this against your pay It's It's, just, it's just over 40 hours okay. and during crunch uh i think maybe i got to like maybe 50 i think at wow one point but that was pretty rare it's pretty good it's actually really tiny compared to i think some of the crunches in our our office 
Yeah. Um, the thing the thing with art is like we have a massive lead on stuff like It's true. You know, we're not told about something, you know, two days before or whatever. It, it's like six months before is when we're told about stuff. So right. stuff's usually pretty ready. Severn, same deal? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Ever did you have you ever had to crunch? Ooh, it um really early on when you know we, we were just in the one office it was and i was like the art guy it was like hey we really need this one thing and mm-hmm. i'll just be like oh yeah right like no one else was there to yeah. you know <laughs> i was like that guy so yeah early on sure wow yeah. okay but like not crazy i was like having to stay at the office or anything right rory yeah, I think usually 40, but during crunch time it can... Like, it usually goes up to 50 in the sort of weeks leading up, and then in the last week it goes to sort of 60 or 70, maybe. Um, maybe, like, but you, at that point it's half half awake at the desk and it's mostly there, so if a programmer finishes... The, the programmers work even crazier hours. Yeah. Um, and usually if I'm there, it's to, like, put some numbers on something as soon as yeah. they finish it so that it's ready to go out the next day. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I remember... I think my first, my most crunchy week was uh, like three weeks after I started when we were releasing Sacrifice to the Vol. And All I was right. there. I think I had about a 70 something hour week. Wow. Maybe more than that because I worked that like the weekend too, both days of the weekend until wow. quite late, working on invasion monsters that I right, right. <laughs> was just desperately trying to make them do things because we it was like. Nick, welcome to the company. We have fifty monsters you need to, fifty bosses you need to make, and you have three weeks, and you don't know any systems. So good luck. Um, that was super fun. Good times. Good times. It's yeah. easiest to crunch when you're brand new at a company and and feeling because you're kind of willing. At you're that willing point. and you're excited because yeah. you're learning everything and it's fun. Um, it's still fun sometimes to to have like a a late night where you're doing interesting things. Luckily, yeah, I think yeah. we haven't had anything as bad as that particular expansions crunch yeah yeah chris works hard to make sure we don't have much crunch but yeah people will put in I mean, it's kind of the crunch is voluntary people want to have care so much about this feature or about the stuff that they often want to put in the time to make sure it gets right yeah um which is good yeah good um here's a good one from Jaredon underscore just an uh-huh. underscore at the end. It makes you think there's more, but there isn't. Um, <laughs> why aren't there brackets more? Uh, Easter eggs. Easter eggs? Uh, this is one of those things where some developers are like, yeah, let's spend all this time putting in the secrets that one in a thousand people will find and maybe it will turn up on yeah. Reddit. And for me, I I'm, I sort of, unless this is, we, you know, we should push something for everyone to see and that should improve the gameplay like if we're spinning right. spinning uh, i guess it's because for me getting programmer time and artists and effects time is something valuable like i try and be as efficient as possible when designing skills in terms of how much time we spend on them then when i see something that's not like core gameplay it makes it breaks my heart seeing right. that stuff that could be made into a new skill but then without that stuff it's you know, when when you do discover that stuff, it makes the game for you. So. It's, it yeah, it enriches the entire experience. Um, it often, it, I think, it becomes a, a case of like how much effort is involved in yeah. in this, yeah. and how many people will actually see it. Um, I have a I have a question. Yeah, are there any Easter eggs in the yes. game? Yes, yes. 
definitely. I just burped. But we can't talk about them, Blake. <laughs> there is there is an insi- entire fishing like subsystem mini game. There's the fishing boss. There is uh, the fishing oh, master. Oh wait, wait this is I mean, nothing. ND, this is the NDA. We should. Yeah, we oh, can't talk about this. Right. I'll cut this. I'll make, I'll make sure to cut it. Uh, okay, good. Just bleep the yeah, whole thing. Won't slip through, for sure. I'll record some bleeps for you yep. afterwards. Um, just like. There are also, I mean, I primarily work on items, um, and there's plenty of weird little quirky Easter eggy items. Um, like just the names or, or the flavor text or the art will reference something that's kind of... Mm. Um, we try to keep pop culture references to a minimum because... There are other action RPGs that don't, <laughs> but it's tempting. It's very yeah, tempting. It's, we just so here's an example of one that we probably can't talk about. Um, there's the item, the warped timepiece, which is like a little hourglass amulet. You know what I'm talking about, Rory? I know the one you're talking about. Do you know yeah. the reference? I do know the reference. What's the reference? Wait, no, I've forgotten his name okay. now. It's, it's a rapper, right? Yeah. Um, Flavor Flav. Ah, uh, yes. Whereas a wow. giant clock around his neck <laughs> and when we decided we were making a time themed amulet I was like well we gotta make a flavor flavor item obviously um, so the flavor text on that item <laughs> is a rewriting of some of his lyrics and then a slight change at the end to make it a little less obvious <laughs> um, so oh and, and also there's a direct reference to the rap group he was in in the flavor text because he was in Public Enemy, oh. and the flavor text references Public Enemy. Wow. <laughs> uh, yes, so so I had a lot of fun going through all of his lyrics, trying to find <laughs> something, <laughs> trying to find something that would actually fit on an item. He uses a lot of words that aren't words, so <laughs> it was it was harder than you'd think. He has a rea- reality show of you. Oh, I've seen I have seen Flavor of Love. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's, it is wonderful. <laughs> if you have seen Flavor of Love. Tweet Flavor Flav <laughs> at Front Seat Cast and let us know what you thought because that show is dope. Um, I, I am not familiar with this oh show God. at all, but with a name like that. Okay, so do you want do you want to know the premise? I don't want to know the premise. Too bad, I'm telling you anyway. Okay. So <laughs> it's Flavor Flav, who is this short and very strange little man. He was he was the hype man mm-hmm. for for public enemy, which meant that he didn't even really rap that much. Right, right. He was mostly there for energy. Um, and flavor, uh, flavor of love is a show in which he looks for a wife. Uh huh. <laughs> it's like the Bachelor, except the Bachelor is Flavor Flav, <laughs> and all of the women are women who would want to be married to Flavor Flav, which makes them real weird. <laughs> it's it's amazing. He's wearing a Viking helmet through most of it. Oh, my God. Well, and also a <laughs> clock around his neck. Yeah, yeah, and a clock around his he neck. Has, and he has a bunch of different clocks around his neck. Like, he's he's got a Collection. range of, of neck yeah. clocks. Clock amulets, I guess. Sweet clock closet in his yeah. house. It's got all his clocks. It's so good. You got to watch Flavor, Flavor, Flavor of Love. It's so it's Okay, okay. Um, Homework. Yeah, it's basically like Survivor if without all of the nice Survivor elements. <laughs> with yeah, flavor see if flavor. you can get any like design inspiration for flavor. Oh flavor. my god! <laughs> Already did. I made an item. Oh yeah! <laughs> wow! We just talked about that. Oh my god! <laughs> um. Uh, oh, here's one. If you're reading the statistics about the skill gem usage in beta, which stat surprised you the most? This is kind of specific, but I'm I'm curious because stats are always kind of interesting. 
Yeah, um, the difference between softcore, I mean, standard and hardcore <laughs> um, is kind of interesting um, for some. There aren't many skills that differ that much, but there is definitely, there's way more people using movement skills, for example, right. in hardcore, and often multiple movement skills, which is why the, the numbers are so high for that kind yeah. of skill, um, which is kind of, yeah, yeah, we kind of want to introduce more movement skills to mm-hmm. help flesh the give more diversity in how people are traveling at least. Right. Um, and there are some skills which is kind of disappointing. And there are some skills that it would be like, I was, I was hoping the skill would turn out well, but no one really seems to be using it. And then there's some skills where everyone's saying this is not a good skill, but then 20% of people are using it. Mm. So right. <laughs> it's, it's this weird. Yeah. There's some interesting things where it's like people are using the skill but don't enjoy it but feel they have to use it right and that's an indication Um, that maybe like the effect or the sound is wrong right right by the way now that i mentioned sound because i keep forgetting to do this uh our audio engineer i guess is that his title yeah uh yeah yeah although he thinks it sounds pretentious but yes our mr soundman Mm -hmm. soundsman um soundsmith sounds sound worker um sound shaper Sound artist. <laughs> That's uh, that sounds like the most pretentious one. <laughs> I think sound designer, sound dancer, <laughs> our audio artist, <laughs> um, Andrew, whose name last name was his last name uh, Reed. Oh, I do know that. Yeah, Andrew Reed. Um, he's he's awesome, and is, he does amazing stuff with sounds. And also, he did the theme song for this podcast you're now consuming with your ears. Mm-hmm. So big shout out to Andrew. You can actually check out his music, maybe, at his website. Yeah, I hope he's cool with it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, he's cool with it. Um, cool his, with it. his website is not for nothing. It's n a u g h t for nothing dot com. Um, listen to his music because it's real good. And it's also nothing like the intro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, you should make a point that it's nothing like yeah. the intro. <laughs> but he does it's have like, a, a a chip tunes album, I think, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere, but I, I didn't see it on the site. On I used to do like DJing and stuff. So I imagine he's. Wow. Yeah. Um, so he's got he's got a wide selection. Yeah. Of, uh, stuff he's um, he's on Spotify as well, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's actually doing the music for the iPhone game that a couple of us oh, in the yes. office are working on. Good segue, Rory. Oh, thank you. Um, Let's talk about your iPhone game. What's okay. it called? Uh, it's, doesn't have a proper name yet. Some something like Beat Beasties. Okay, I'm going to call something. it. Touch screener. I I called it like I wanted to have like cool code names because like everyone has cool code names for their games. What was the um, code name? The code name was Vice because I was thinking if I call it after different police departments for mm. different games and that'll be cool. But then Vice is like the only decent one. You can't call a game Homicide, really, <laughs> especially if it's traffic? like a cuddly puzzle game <laughs> or something. Like that. Yeah, traffic is going to be illicit substances. <laughs> um, so. Um, yeah, it's currently Narcotics. called Vice. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make a game called Narcotics. <laughs> um, but it is, it's, the idea is Blackjack crossed with Guitar Hero. I don't want to go into the details too much. Hopefully we'll be having some, something playable on the on the App Store soon. But it's a rhythm-based, there is some like, basic edition stuff but it's also got like a mad science theme where you're like fusing monsters together yeah um yeah and so one of the we've got a programmer from the office harry is going to be is doing the programming on it and andrew's doing the audio and 
Apparently, oh. my wife's going to be doing the art. Harry so. showed me it. Yeah, yeah. We're I don't know if he was allowed. Were you disappointed? To. Were you? No, I, think I know it's cool. he, he's allowed to. Yeah. We need to be testing it on people at the yeah, moment. Yeah, cool. I've it, only seen it like in a super super early version, like a mm. year ago. So we've been working on it for a long time. Yeah, because like the whole idea was we make the prototype, we see if it's good, and if it's good, we keep working on it. And it was okay. Like mm. we're, none of us were inspired about it, and we're right. like, yeah, it's just put it like finish it, polish it up, give it right. art, put it on the app store, and then. Like a few weeks ago, I had a pretty obvious idea. Where it was just like, let's just throw away this one part, this one mechanic I was attached to, and put this new mechanic in and make well, it a bit more like. Can you talk? More, hmm? Can you talk about the mechanic? You previously it was that things move along the track and you rotate a wheel so they fall into the right slot uh-huh. when they reach the end. But we changed it to be a lot more like Guitar Hero, where as they reach the point, you got to tap the column you want it to move to rather than mm. letting it slide there. Yeah, and that- it changed the game entirely. It became this active thing where you want to... Like, even when the puzzle isn't challenging, the timing is still interesting and still keeps you on edge rather than having the boring bits. And even when the pieces just slide into place automatically... It feels like it's a tough choice where you could tap or you could let them slide right. in and that kind of thing. And there's another mechanic where if you don't tap, a different thing happens, which changes changes how you play in a big way where you're just about to tap perfectly and you're like, wait, maybe if I hold off for a second. So, yeah, that that one mechanical change sort of changed the game and also changed our opinions on it. Where like, well, especially for me, I'm suddenly like much more excited about it. Right. I'm like, yeah, this is something people might actually want to play for more than a few minutes. And, awesome. Um, where are you thinking of putting it out on? And we're making it in Unity, so every platform okay, cool. that Unity can go to. So all of them. So everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. And come up with a name. Fun. Hmm? You should come up with a name. Yeah. I'd probably beat beasties. But okay. We need, need to. I need to check with the others on that. So you, you don't encourage baby killing, but you're fine with beating animals. <laughs> uh, yes. No, no. Mm, mm. Uh, this is just a condemnation of Rory. <laughs> um, this whole other side of me that you totally knew about all along. I, yeah, I've, I've seen you come on with the blood stains. Anyway, um, uh, Reddit user Tepam. Mm-hmm. Uh, asks, do you watch anything related to esports? I've been to a lot of, uh, well, a couple of, not a lot of, that's a lie, a couple of Barcrafts, and it's, even though I'm not a big StarCraft player, I enjoy watching it quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I watch more Path of Exile streamers than I do any actual right. competitive esports stuff. I guess the Path of Exile um, PvP tournament was actually a pretty enjoyable watch. But Heck yeah, yeah, it was. That was <laughs> super fun. I yeah, really yeah. liked watching the PvP tournament, and it was kind I of your baby as well. I am very biased here. Right? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not a... I've intentionally not got into MOBAs that much because I know that I would get into MOBAs ah. too much. Mm. Um, but I often like just look at their skill sets and for inspiration and skill ideas and things like that as well. So, yeah. Um, and I played a bit of Dota, the original Dota uh-huh. back in the oh, days, yeah. but um, nothing recently. And so I'm not really... I, I feel like League of Legends and things like that. You kind of need to be familiar with the characters mm-hmm. to really get the most out of the out of watching out it out of esports. Yeah, of it. Yeah, it definitely helps. You should try um, Heroes of the Storm because it's super easy to get into. That's what I'm worried about. Hearthstone <laughs> was super easy to <laughs> yeah, get into, right. <laughs> and now thirty booster packs later. <laughs> uh, so, have you watch anything? Um, I, I watch Evo every year. 
Oh yeah, y- yeah, man. Specifically, but, Street Fighter. God damn, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Um, pretty much just that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I had some friends who were very, very into the fighting game competitive watching scene. Yeah. They didn't watch it competitively. That was they oh, watched man. the competitive it's scene. So good, man. Uh, I've been watching it for a couple of years now. Uh-huh. And there's this one guy, Diego, who's like, who probably made the best like video game moment ever. Mm-hmm. Like against this one guy. Um, Justin Wong, by the way, check it out. Um, and he, he's always like in the top five, top ten bracket. Like mm-hmm. he, he's always in the finals, but like he just keeps getting beaten oh, by, these, by these other guys. And yeah, it, it's cool. Just knowing all about the, the people in it. I think mm-hmm. at one point we talked about um, there's a, a documentary series uh, called the Smash Brothers, I think it's called. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is about the competitive Smash Brothers scene. Smash, I think Melee, right? Oh mm-hmm. no, it's, it might be all all of them. It yeah, I think all it follows right through. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Same here, man. Um, Some of the footage on that is like incredible that yeah. they have. That's super good. What about you, Blake? Uh, I used to go to Barcraft quite a lot. Yeah. Um, then I started just losing interest in it. Like I, I, I ended up. I ended up just going there for the atmosphere because mm-hmm. it was cool to hang out mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. fellow dorks. And the drinks. Yeah, and the drinks and the themed drinks. And then you just started going to bars. Yeah. And then I just realized I could get this like just across the road. At a, at a um, but I, I, I saying that, uh, when I went to PAX like a couple of years ago, we went to the, the Manor Bar. Uh-huh. That is uh-huh. like a barcade. Right. So it's like a bar for like nerds basically with like video games all over the place. Yeah. That was such a cool time. Like, it really sucks that there's nothing really like that in New Zealand. Well, yet. what's the, what's the main difference between like a regular bar? It's <laughs> it's the clientele. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's like you can just walk up to some like people are just playing video games and you can just walk up to someone and start talking about video games and yeah. you're like we have a common ground. It's like going if you're a sports fan, you go to a sports bar, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like that. But that, that bar got shut down. So <laughs> they get shut down. Yeah, I think I I think that one. Specifically, like there's several of them in different yeah, cities. It's a chain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the one I went to did actually get right. shut down only because I guess they weren't getting that many people. It wasn't mm. a weird spot, I thought, like quite yeah. away from the, the center. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah there's one in, in Brisbane as well, I think. Um, and I think they were considering doing one in Sydney. Okay. They need to bring them to New Zealand because I'll, I'll be there. I know the guy. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I'll talk Text to him. him. <laughs> Probably won't do it. <laughs> um, Wait, Nick, are you watching anything? Have we asked? Uh, I I used to watch StarCraft quite a lot, and then I watched a ton of League of Legends, uh, and now I watch a little bit of Hearthstone, and I always watch Path of Exile. Yeah, streaming. Cause... Actually, I used to watch a bit of Crip when when oh, he yeah. used to play like yeah, early yeah. on. That was pretty fun. When, when he was playing Path of Exile. Yeah. Now yeah, he plays Hearthstone. Yeah, I, I've noticed. Mm. <laughs> Crip, if you're listening, come back to us. <laughs> we miss you. I heard he got good emotionally. That's what I heard. I actually follow him on Instagram, and there's a lot of photos of his girlfriend. There it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> according to everybody on on the forums, they do blame his girlfriend, really? girlfriend for, I, oh, man. for his um, decline into quote unquote casualness. Um, that's not fair. But, I mean, for someone who's quote unquote casual, he plays Hearthstone like ten hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty insane. It's it's a slower paced game, sure, but you know it's not like he's exactly casually playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just 
you know, there's only so long you can play a single game for. Even I, I, I was hardcore into World of Warcraft for years. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm not because I got tired of it. So, um, if you're listening and you're and you're out there, I understand. I get it. Man. <laughs> I get it. Um, here's one from Moriner. M O R I N R. This is like um, Walker without the R E. Mm, interesting. Which we talked about last week, uh, probably. Yeah. Um, Rory, hi. Do you know what love is? Yes. And if so, what is it? It's a uh, simulacrum of a reproductive instinct, some sort of thing that we put a label on affection just so that we force reproduction and stay with each other, except for with my wife, which is actually genuine <laughs> and real. <laughs> and that's only if she's listening. Yes. Otherwise, it's, it's the first thing you said. Um, there's actually an MMO called Love. Have you guys heard of? There is, and it's quite interesting. It's real weird looking. Yeah. It's, like, it's meant to look like a painting, I think. Yeah, yeah. I played it for like five minutes I mean, I, back I in like 2011. A, I saw maybe a actually probably five minute video on it as well. <laughs> and it, it it looks real cool. Yeah, and I, I it was things. it's real hard to play. Yeah, it's really it's it's strange as well. And what I saw, you build like like structures that then power yeah. other structures. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a bit Minecrafty in that way, um, but instead of and the world is totally malleable, like you can raise yeah. and lower the ground. Like all the structures are basically made out of the ground. I think. I don't know um, what you actually do in it though. Yeah, I couldn't figure that out either. I think it's just like a generic open world that yeah. you just like real love. <laughs> no, what? What? No, Your poor <laughs> wife. <laughs> uh, Oh, let's have a look here. We've got we've got so many questions. Let's do uh okay, here's one from Dalai Lama. We've answered this before and, and we asked Jonathan this as well. Cool. But Dalai Lama wants to hear about some funny moments in the GGG office. Oh no. Uh there's a, a lot of funny stuff with bugs when I was in QA and a lot of funny stuff that just happens when you spawn ten thousand zombies on the beach and start doing things with a thousand percent increased AoE uh-huh. and crazy oh damage stuff. Um, is there anything that particularly sticks out in your mind? Uh, any, any interesting QA bugs that you, for whatever every, reason, stuck in your brain forever? Every time that like a certain thing happens, all the effects get shifted off by one, and you get this thing where uh, different skills use different other use other skills effects. So mm-hmm. Firestorm started producing the ice hands from oh, yes. Cold Stamp, and so you get these thousands of hands coming oh. out of the ground, grabbing yeah. people, and. Um, Actually, a few of these bugs have inspired, inspired other skills. There's um, the f- actually an interesting thing: flame whip. Um, when you turn the AOE size up to like a massive value, it just shoots a line off the screen. But it also has this flaming cone effect. Mm. I was like, man, this would actually make a good skill of its own. Mm-hmm. So we might be having a a, a, a cone shrapnel blast arrow or something like that at yeah. some point, just because I really like. The look of it, and we'll see if the playstyle is fun. You as heard well. it here first. Shrapnel blast, oh, yeah. new skill, Path of Exile, twenty sixteen, maybe twenty seventeen, twenty seventeen, maybe. When after the uprising, yeah, the robot uprising, robot uprising of Chris. Oh, it's after the after the robot uprising is quelled in the sludge uprising. Uh, there's no quelling the robot uprising. They're gonna win. Okay, okay. Um, forget about the zombie uprising. <laughs> The robot who? zombie uprising is where yeah, it really, yeah, really, really hits the fan. Who, who wins yeah. between zombies and robots? I think 
zombies they, definitely have the numbers, but robots have metal. Yeah, but, and uh, and robots have nothing that zombies want. I don't see why they would have any reason to hurt each other. They would be on the same side. You reckon? Mm. Yeah. That's At least true. the robots were programmed not to. A zombie doesn't want to eat a robot, and a robot like, is a robot. It's not bothered by a zombie. Yeah. It's not getting eaten by a zombie. They got no or maybe fleshy, the, maybe the robots brain. are fueled by zombies. Oh. They shovel them into a yeah. furnace. A- a few, they're just. I'm pretty sure robots can come up with more efficient ways than using a living life form. <laughs> have you, well, obviously, you haven't seen the Matrix, <laughs> yeah. because that is apparently not the case. Um, they turn zombies into batteries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, here's one from forum user Akazaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Path of Exile did not exist, what would each each one of you be doing? We've actually asked answered this before, and we're not going to oh. answer it again. I would we'll never know. certainly be at a cafe trying to make games and doing so very badly. In a cafe? Just like... Yes. On on your Mac, you're going to be one of those people who just uses their Wi-Fi for free? Or I could just maybe just encourage my wife. That could just be my job. Encourage oh. <laughs> Professional encourager. The yeah. only sweet thing you've said about your wife this whole time. <laughs> um, where if... if uh, well, we sort of already answered that one. Um what book or film or game had the strongest impact on you in terms of inspiration? And is it a big part of who you are today? Oh, and is a big part of who you are today. Uh, this is good. So Question. I mean, let's start with book. Have you got a book in your mind that has inspired you? I'd say probably Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. That's that comedy style and the, the uh, different way of looking at stuff really inspired well, I guess inspired me, but that shaped me. I mean, since I was very young, just trying to trying to be a bit less uh, ordinary, a bit less dent, and a bit more forward. Uh-huh. Um, and not, yeah, not yeah. Marvin. Not Marvin. Oh, there's there's Marvin moments. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, what about film? A film. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, um. Uh, I kind of model myself after Tony Stark. No, wow. that's, that's, that's not the case. <laughs> I kind of model myself after Batman. Oh, no, right. Nice. No, I think we all because, try to, don't we? Yeah. I have seen you wearing Lycra around the office. You do talk sometimes in a gravelly voice. Yeah. And hey, Rory. Hey, Nick. <laughs> hey, hey, Mark, I asked you to program that thing for me yesterday. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> Where are the drugs going? Anyway, um, what's your uh, Batman impression, Sylvan? <laughs> I don't have one, dude. <laughs> you do a good Bane impression? No. No. <laughs> okay. um, oh, I could do a good Bane impression. Yeah, I can't think of a, a movie in particular that inspires okay. me. Um, I just gotta keep having superhero movies and put myself in the superhero Those shows. Are all quite so. recent movies. Yes. No, nothing from your childhood that like. I don't remember my childhood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Something that definitely happened in your what childhood. Happened in your childhood. Yeah. <laughs> what if you? What are you blocking? Either an awful lot or nothing at all. <laughs> um. All right. Well, what about game? Any? Any? Was there a game that has inspired you? You mentioned that claymation. Well, Hmm? You mentioned that claymation before. Yeah, yeah, that kind of inspired me to be more interested in games, okay. i say. Um, uh, World of Warcraft shaped me as a human being in a big way in that it was most of what I did during my entire university right. years. Wow. Um, and 
I would say, like, there was a moment when I was, you know, I was playing World of Warcraft for a while, and we had just a couple of us flatmates that just made a guild together called Brewmasters, uh-huh. and uh, it was mostly the three of us, but we brought a few friends in, and then I couldn't play for a summer holiday and came back and the guild had gotten into raiding and this was something that was unfamiliar to me right. and I was like I was all like they were already better geared than me by the time sure. that, I was just doing Kar- Karazhan at that point yeah. um, and then we did a uh, Zulaman I think it was mm-hmm. where if you do it really fast you get this war bear yeah we'd all had like we'd all had Karazhan gear so there was no, you know we were it was designed for people who had 25-man raid gear and that kind of thing. Right. Um, so we, But we tried to see if we could do it, and we failed twice, and then we succeeded, and we rolled randomly to see who would get the bear. And I had come in on a whim. like They, did, they needed one more person, <laughs> and I hadn't been in part of any of the raids, any of the training. Oh, boy. And, and I was the guild leader at that point, but I was not involved <laughs> in the, the raids. Because it was just a casual... I, I don't want to give up a title, but <laughs> I wanted all the power, none of the responsibility. Hey, guys, I'm going to go away from the summer. I'm still leading the guild, though. Bye! <laughs> um, and so I got the bear, and they're like, okay, now we have to do this again until everyone in the raid has right. has the bear. And so every week we did it again, and we failed... 10 times in a row and so we had this rocky style montage of all of us actually doing training and awesome. learning how we once we had cleared the raid like we after we failed the timer we then ran through practicing our running and jumping through houses and things like that to maximize our time and that made me and like at that point i sort of realized that i wanted to actually be the guild leader for real rather than in name only right and um, so when the next and we eventually all got our Omani war bears and, yep. we were, and that was a big deal for us um, and then so when the next expansion came around I rolled a tank so that I could be the leader in the party whenever <laughs> we're doing stuff and from that point onwards I was just it, it changed it made me want to like be leading stuff and be cool. doing stuff mm-hmm. and so yeah, in in a super nerdy way, World of Warcraft actually shaped who, as, who wow. I was as a human being, and it's probably responsible for me getting the job because I was I developed more people skills than I had. Right? Did you put that. a guild leader on your resume? <laughs> I might have. It yeah. sounds like the, yeah, I, I probably did. Yeah. Um, can I? Mean, I, I at least show. I definitely brought it up in the interview. <laughs> I can tell you that. Like, it's, yeah. Can I ask? Um, like, how long? How many years did you put into? Isn't there a counter? Like, uh, well, slash played. Yeah, slash played. I, I had, it's been so long since I've even looked at it. Like, uh, we stopped playing a while back, and I know that if I went back, I'd stay back. So mm. I'm wow. not gonna not gonna go back in that pool again. But um, it was at least through two and a half expansions of content. So mm. that must be like four, three. Are you or four playing from years. the very beginning? No, no, okay. no. Joined sometime in early Burning Crusade, oh, and right. okay. um. And left early cataclysm, I think. So yeah. you weren't around for the Terran Mill and South Shore raids. Oh my god! The, the so much battlegrounds fun. got added, but so uh, awful. No. Oh, they were so much fun. I did so play awful. on a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially I was on a fifty-six K modem. Oh my god! <laughs> just lack of. Uh, <laughs> I played on an RP PvP server, so Terran Mill was like the zone you go to if you want to die. But yeah, um, yeah we never really. Uh, it didn't have that kind of craziness, and it was it wasn't that busier server either now i don't think i've ever talked to someone who rp'd mm. on, on world of warcraft what was your character's name uh it was like dare dare was the name of the mage and okay. like keen was the name of the warrior okay and 
I don't wouldn't say RP'd in the like the traditional meet my sense. friends at the tavern, but yep. to me it was a much nicer environment because people were even if they weren't in character or anything like that, they were at least not going to just be spouting random gibberish or right. anything like that. Um, and it, it had a even just people having normal names, like relatively normal names, <laughs> I think made a big difference to the atmosphere. Right. So um, occasionally you get some weird sexy role playing going on in the tavern oh, yeah. whenever you go to a log <laughs> off, yeah. which is a little bit disturbing. But other than that, oh, and, and often like. Um, you get polite people that kill you as well, like just a random alliance member, like bows and wishes you <laughs> oh, farewell. <good> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, wow. it was it was fun. It was good. I I, I would recommend RPPVP if it's anything like it was before, just because it was much more. It's a nicer environment than the other place. We should have an RP Cutthroat League. Oh. <laughs> that would be you have to, you have to, interesting. You can are only allowed to to role play, right? And we we moderate it super strictly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that would actually function. Yeah. My one experience with a role playing server was um, I I started a new character. It was a Tauren, and when I was just out doing the first few you know quests. Some guy came up to me and just gave me some money and then ran off. And I was like, this is a nice place. <laughs> <laughs> I like this place. Yeah. I like I'm going to stay here. It's good stuff. Awesome. Um, well, I think we're probably out of time. Are we? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How, how, yeah, <laughs> we're a little over. We're actually a little over. Oh, there's a few more, but it's all good. Um, a lot of them are, are really, really specific about any, mechanics uh, and stuff. Do you have any funny... Yeah, you know, cap question. You know, finishing off questions. Um, on. Uh, no, I think I kind of asked. Well, okay. okay, here's one from cute cat girl. Oh, I mean, uh, my wife <laughs> is probably listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the secret behind roa feathers and fishing rods? There's no secret. Yeah, there's no secret. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Every person I've ever met, they've been like, rough feathers, fishing rod, wink. And I'm like, wink. And then we walk away because yeah. that was awkward. But you do the secret handshake? There's no, it's just, it's, it's, not, it's just, just a handshake. It's just a thing, man. It's no secret. It's just a handshake. It's just a normal handshake. Someone was pranking you, man. Oh, it's just a regular. They got me again. <laughs> um, Good question. So the, Thanks for the question. No worries. Person. Thank oh. you for coming on, Rory. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, it was lovely. Great, yeah. It was lovely. If you want to hear more of our podcast, because you, you might have just found us on Reddit, you can go to libsyn.com. No? I, I don't know our website. <laughs> Ask us. We'll link it. It'll be in the post you listen to this too. <laughs> yeah. We're on um, SoundCloud. We're on, we're on SoundCloud. So look for Front Seat Gamer on SoundCloud. Or yeah. email us at frontseatquestions at gmail.com. Your question can be, where can I listen to more? Well, we're on we're on iTunes. Search for Frenzy Gamer on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, also, um, Facebook.com slash Frenzycast. Yep. Also, I'm going back and remastering old episodes to get rid of the echo. That's right. So Blake uh, has figured out a way to make it less echoey. Yep. So we can listen to those remastered. We're going to release yeah. them on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be um, more Ewoks. So many more. <laughs> so many more. <laughs> uh. And you can you can also tweet us at Front Seat Cast. Um, send us some questions. Roy won't be here next time, but we will. Sorry, 
uh, and we'll have more guests in the future. We might have some someone from outside of Grinding Gear Games next oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I was talking to uh, Eli yesterday. From Ninja Kiwi. Uh, from Ninja Kiwi, yep. And I think he'll be on the next episode. Next the episode. The next episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. <gasps> Back-to-back guests. This is a big deal, guys. Well, th- that's what he said. Yeah. He was maybe a little drunk, but, oh, he <laughs> but I'm sure. Yeah. Drunk cast. In the same state again, then like, it'll be Look forward good. to that. We're all going to be super drunk. He sounded really keen. Awesome. Did he sound really, <laughs> really drunk as well? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Have that's, you ever that's seen all, all the questions are going to be about <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's just got a slur. Maybe that's just who he is. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll we'll see you soon. All right, cool. It see was you. lovely talking to you all. E- same Z's. Yeah, you too. Farewell. Bye. 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 Well, you drink it if it's just a vapor. If it's just steam. Will I vape some coffee? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Ooh. You, yeah. Has anybody tried that? Uh, uh, man, if there's co- if there's coffee flavored vapes. Oh, I'm sure there are. I'm I'm there. I'm taking up a new habit. <laughs> I'm gonna be out front smoking with Jason, oh. <laughs> but I'll be vaping. <sighs> so, yeah, I'm a morning coffee. Yeah. <laughs> with a cup I'm, of coffee in one hand. <laughs> my morning brew. <laughs>